0: What is up, fine people of the Top Shot and NFT community? It's Dave P, and I'm back with another episode of The Priority Queue, And I got another fun guest for you this week. His name is Joey, and he goes by Joey Hammer, both on Twitter and on Top Shot. And he's a bit of a stock market guy. And we're going to switch it up a little bit this week, and we're going to talk about some market dynamics and some of the parallels that he sees between Top Shot and the actual stock market. But he's not just a stock guy he's actually a collector too and he's actually got a pretty nice collection i was digging through it today rocking a 45k collector score he's got a handful of nice sets we're going to dig a little bit into that later but first let's meet the guest and get to know him a little bit joey man thanks for coming
1: on today how are you doing dave i'm fantastic thanks for having me a quick shout out to to yourself my man this is this is a lot of work and i tell you what you provide hours of entertainment for myself and for the community so I tip the cap to you. This is this is fantastic.
0: Thanks, dude. I didn't expect to blush, but I, but I am a
1: little bit. But I appreciate that. To, to you and the build, the builders out there that are building this from the the ground up. I mean, it's what it's what keeps us coming back. At least for me personally, my man. Like, this is what makes collecting fun. Uh, awesome. I, I agree, man. And that's
0: kind of what got me into the content space is that I said, I just got to create content in this right now. There's just too much to talk about. It's too fun. And there's so many cool, smart people out there that I want to chat with. So, thankfully, I know a lot of them, as you are also a <laughs> fellow brethren in the, the famous wolf pack. <laughs> <laughs> so I get I get the pleasure of talking to all you guys every day. And, and that was what kind of inspired this show. As I said, I just got to get these guys on air, man. A lot of smart people. So interesting time in Top Shot right now. Market continues to go down. Kind of what feels like a never-ending descent in some instances. Began back in March, really. I mean, we had a, a nice spike in August, but it, it's kind of just continued to trend down. So I'm looking forward to picking your brain about market trends what you think. But first, before we get there, we got to know where you came from, man. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got into TopShot, how you found it, and when?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I got into TopShot through my my cousin actually, and the funny thing is is I started in, you know, March of, of 2021. So, you know, if we think back to to that time, it was the, the pandemic is still very much around. And I found myself with a lot of uh, idle time from, from time to time, to be honest, because the pandemic, had shut down a, a lot of a lot of things. And and although the, the conversations in my day to day work were, were still happening, there was there was a lot of downtime. And my cousin was like, yo, have you heard of this this digital collectible top shot? I'm like, no, man, I got no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, check it out. So I went on and I bought my first moment on, on March 25th. And it was, a, it was a Steph Curry 35K. And I paid $39 oh. for it. And, you know, that, I think that moment's worth like 15 bucks right now at, at most. And I bought it and I just start, like, this is my personality. I buy things. And I look around. I'm like, what's going on here? And I very quickly, and pardon my French, I didn't know my ass from my elbow. I'm like, "This, none of this is making sense to me. So I took a a step back and I bought a couple packs. I want to say like three weeks later, it was like beginning of of April. And then it was like the end of April, I bought another pack. And I'm just scrolling through my account right now. And then I bought another pack in the beginning of May. And it wasn't until the end of May, I bought uh, Tyrese Maxey's, debut uh, three badge uh well four badge uh, rookie moment and that same day after i kind of pulled the trigger and ripped this band-aid off i was like you know what let me buy uh, uh matisse Thibel's uh series one rookie debut um from the from the rookie set and i dropped a, K- a grand on it and from that moment on it was like it was just a free-for-all for me i was just, i just started just buying you know sixers moments every moment i could kind of get my hand on but it wasn't until I found evaluate market, where I then qu- quite literally the like the wheels just really came off the bus here, and I just it, it just purchase 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 purchase, um, and then from there on it's like you know we're we're here. It, it was middle of August I want to say Dirk found me running around the the Nine Lives Lounge, and I was defending the Throwdown set to some complete stranger. <laughs> And, and, Dur- and, and somebody's like, do you know that like, there's a group of collectors that, you know, really love this set? I'm like, no effing clue, man. And Dirk, then next thing you know, dropped me a DM and, and here, I, here I am. Yeah. But it's a good segue into kind of my, my initial founding, which really got me excited about the product, was Evaluate Markets tool, which really has fallen off a cliff a clip from my perspective. Um, but when I first saw it and when it first came out, Everything was market driven, meaning that there was charts and graphs and it was about volume and 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 trends, if you will. And it was it was wildly fascinating for me. It was the stock market of the collectible world. Um, And so so here we are. That's kind of my the background, how I found it, uh, found us.
0: And you're kind of a stock market guy yourself, right? Which is which is kind of why we're here today.
1: Yeah. So, you know, so I'm a I'm a CFP, so I'm a certified financial planner. I, I have my my MBA, my Series 7, my 66, my 9, my 10, my, my Pennsylvania life and health. I'm also a CDFA, so I'm a certified divorce financial analyst. And I'll be honest, none of that shit makes me any smarter than anybody else. There's a big running joke in my office because I was I was tired of people telling me I didn't have a crystal ball. So I went out and I bought one. So I have a beautiful crystal ball that sits on my desk. So, so nobody can tell, Joey, that... I don't have a crystal ball, so I do. But the secret is, Dave, is it doesn't work. I can't predict the future. All we can do is make the best decisions possible with the information that we have available to us. So so that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. And so,
0: I mean, with all of those, with all those things that you have there, I mean, you're looking at markets all the time, are you not?
1: I, I am. So there is... As you kind of mentioned in the intro is I I see a lot of parallels for things that are happening in the top shop market and things that just happen in the, the regular market. And the first thing that jumps out at me, which is always interesting, is volatility. And like, whether we were aware of it or not, like volatility is it's real and it happens every day in every single market that ever exists. So in the market, so like the, the, the broader market this year from the stock world of things, the S&P 500, if you will, this year it's actually traded in a very tight range, a plus or minus you know, 6% range, which is actually really un, like not normal, if you will. Normally there's a, over a 14% peak to trough level of volatility in the market every single year. So if you go back to 2019, I'm just looking at at some statistics right now. So in in 2018 rather, peak the trough over a 20% level of fluctuation. If you go to 2011, 19%. Obviously, we know it happened in in 08, 09. 08 was uh, you know, a a 28% you know level of fluctuation there. So what I guess I'm trying to illustrate and and actually, you know, it was yeah, 08, I'm sorry, 08 was the, the big uh, you know crash here. That was over a uh, 50% peak to trough level of fluctuation. So what I guess I'm trying to illustrate is markets are designed to to be volatile. And they're designed to break people from my perspective. And there's a saying in my business that markets can stay irrational longer than most individuals can stay solvent. And and by solvent, I mean their ability to pay debt. And, and that is kind of a, uh, a good segue into don't invest more than you're not willing to risk because at the end of the day here when we take that step back and we think about what we're actually investing into it's not necessarily all that much when you think about it. we don't control the video but behind the end of the day we don't have any rights necessarily to it and the moments themselves um, they they can, in fact, be edited, which we just found out. So it's there. There's there's very few things at the end of the day that we can hang our hats as collectors on, and I don't, that's not fud by any stretch of the means. I have full faith and credit in 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 dapper, if you will. Um, I'm riding this train all the way to the to the grave, but we just have to be aware of like volatility is normal. It it happens every day. Markets fluctuate, and if you're not on board with that. The old saying: If it's too hot, you know, get out of the kitchen. Then, then maybe this game's not necessarily for you.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, you know, one of the interesting dynamics with Top Shot is it introduces a market that everybody is playing in and, and and watching. The problem is, is that people want to engage with Top Shot so much. Like it is such a cool product. It's got such a interesting platform. There's so many layers to it. But at the end of the day like you were saying, it's a, it's a market. So right now we've seen since we had a nice little uh, pop-up in July, uh, kind of a, a slow downward trend that has now gotten into levels that people are slightly uncomfortable with. Is are, is everything a long-term hold for you?
1: Yes. And I think to be perfectly honest, at this stage of the game, it needs to be. But for me, it it kind of comes back to... I guess I'm a planner by by trade here. And for me, it's kind of, you know, what's your plan going in? Like what do you think top shot is for you? And I'm not here to be preachy to be like, "Hey, this is this is what it needs to be. It needs to be a collectible or nothing." It's that's that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But for me, it comes down to two things though. Like, what is it for you? Is it a collectible for you? Where and by collectible I define uh, in the traditional sense of the mean meaning you don't care what the value of it is. If you, my brother, loves old cardboard cards, if you will, and he has a, a Mickey Mantle card that, to be honest, he has. If you ask him how much it's worth, he'd be like, "I have no idea, but I'm never getting rid of it. I love it. It's my baby." So on, so forth. The value means really necessarily nothing to him. the mo- the, the card itself is where that value's for him. But for others, that card, I mean, that's a stone cold investment. So like I asked the, the question, let me ask a question back to you. Like when you think of Top Shop for yourself, is it more of a collectible price is kind of not necessarily meaningless. It means something to most of us. Or do you think of it as truly an investment?
0: That's a great question. So twofold for me. And it's actually really evolved since I got in. When I got back, when I got into this in January and February, I got caught up in the fever. Of, you know, prices just kept going up, prices kept going up, and it was taking profit, taking profit. And truthfully, that's all I cared about. As I've spent time on the platform and gotten invested in it, both with money and with my time, and met friends and everything, it's it's taken a little bit more. But I do kind of put my collection into two buckets. The, the first bucket would be where I have, like, my Series 1 debuts, moments that I think that will be worth significantly more than they are now, five to ten years from now. So those would be an investment. I don't... uh I don't hope to take those to, to the grave with me. I do hope that they they gain value. I, that's the idea. That's the plan. That's the It's the first. So if I believe in the platform, which I do, that's the first. So that's the one bucket. The other bucket is the stuff that I've bought for the gamification of the website. So collector score, things like that, collecting sets, uh, playing in the flash challenges and the other challenges. So right now, I bought those for that intent, that I hope that the utility gives me a return. So yeah, ultimately, I think it's like a combination of a couple things. I do enjoy collecting. I like watching the moments. It's actually got me into the WNBA and appreciating the WNBA. But yeah, at the end of the day, man, I'm putting some money in with the hope that I get, I get more money back at some point in life. But I'm also playing with money that, hey, you know what? If it went to zero, it'd suck. <laughs> but I'd be all right.
1: No, I I hear you. I guess where I'm going with the the question for whether it's an investment or more of a collectible, for those that then want to consider it an investment, and once again, if this is coming off too preachy, Dave, jump in and be like, Joe, just shut your pie hole, bud. Uh,
0: (laughs) No, you're good, man.
1: People want to talk about it like it's an investment, but they don't want to think of it and treat it like an investment, meaning have that conversation with themselves. Do they have criteria for making purchases. What their goals are, the price target, the objective, the time frame to specifically to hit it. You know, do they how many, you know, what's what's the volume specifically on it? Are they buying at all-time highs? How many people have traded at the current levels that they're specifically buying at? Because all these things kind of for me then go into like if you're going to talk about it like it's an investment, did you really treat it as such or did you just kind of then go online and be like, "Hey, I'm perching this because it's a it's a hollow moment. It's a blank moment, and it's quote unquote rare, because this is another good segue into like there's a big conversation that's going on right now in the community of like is supply killing top shot, and you know I have some really strong feelings about that because you know the the key thing that then you'll hear for people that are like no supply is not an issue is like nobody's going to sell a, a hollow moment and buy s1 moments. And that's that's all true, but for for me it's 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 also it's it's not the supply component. It's that people are failing to realize that supply is coming. And when you ask when you think about like how much more supply is coming, to be perfectly blunt, a fuck ton and that's That's a scientific methodology of how much more supply is coming because it's year over, year after year, like it's coming. So like if we're not all on board with this, I think, you know, we have to stop taking crazy pills because Top Shot has told us like this is a a 100 year product. Moments are coming. I guess what I'm getting at is our moments that we're purchasing are competing essentially with every other future moment on Top Shot in some Capacity. But that doesn't mean that supply is necessarily the problem. So to go back into then a, a market type of a of an analogy, like new companies pop up every day. And sometimes companies are in direct competition with other new companies that pop up. And other times they're completely auxiliary to those to those new companies. And so for but yet Every company and essentially is competing for our dollars that are being spent. So where I'm getting at is our moments need to then hold up against the test of time. So like, are you buying just a quote unquote rare moment from a guy that then has a, a cool dunk? Because spoiler alert, if you're buying a guy that had a cool dunk, he's likely to have other cool dunks. And are those cool dunks going to be cooler than the dunk that you then just specifically bought? So the question that I then ask once again is: If you're treating it as truly an investment, is will this investment hold up against then other competitors to then actually then make it and hold its specific value? Because if the only reason you think it has value right now is because it's you know a a cool dunk, like I think you're just going to have trouble with it holding up. Now, to your point, there's a ton of gamification in it. There's a collector score piece that can be factored into values and things of that nature. So even kind of some crappy moments can still maintain value, if you will. But I think that's a poor strategy. That's fair. I mean, well, I mean, speaking of collecting strategy.
0: So let's talk a little bit about yours specifically as I I looked at your, your collection. So you have both throwdown sets, including, you know, so series one has the LeBron, which is a which is an awesome moment. You have the Cool Cat set, you got the All-Stars, you got the Playoffs, you got the Archives, you got a bunch of sets. Are all of those, does your whole collection fall under just one bucket or do you have, do you differentiate? Did you buy some of it for gamification and did you buy some for an investment? How do do you go about your collecting?
1: So I am buying these moments because I think the sets are cool. And I'll be honest, like there's a bunch of moments I bought that I've actually never probably fully watched the moment. But when, when I think about the LeBron Kobe tribute, like it, it gives me chills. Like for me, that is quite literally the embodiment of top shot, like something that a, like a card, just like cardboard cards, like they just can't capture. This is two legendary uh, careers kind of colliding into one, you know, Former, you know, legend and, and current legend, like all-time greats. You know, this is a, when you think of LeBron James, you know, he's a, what, a 260-plus-pound man just gliding through the air. There's a, there's, when you look at the, when you watch the, the clip, like, there's a light that's kind of shining down that just feels like Kobe's in the building. Like, for me, this is something that will just stand up and hold, like, the, the test of time. Like what can compete necessarily with a, a moment like in the future, uh, like versus that? So for me, it's it's timeless. It's something that is, it it once again it embodies what Top Shot is trying to do. And then when after you buy the the most expensive moment in the set, you kind of look and you go, well, let's let's just go because for me, then it makes that moment even. Rarer. I think last time I looked, there was only 24 people that completed the the S1 throwdown set. Oh, wow. So, like, for me, I'm like, huh. The LeBron moment is rare. You know, I think 275 of it. But when you couple that then by the, the total set completions right now, I'm like, huh. That makes it even rarer. Nice little feather in your cap. And I do think ultimately at the end of the day, Top Shot will be providing some additional real utility to set holders and I'm not talking about just you know hey here's an extra series three pack or your fresh threads pack you know I appreciate the the gesture t- gesture top shot, but I think that they have something else up their sleeves and maybe it's just reoccurring kind of airdrops and and pack drops or stuff I think something bigger is is coming I don't know what it is that's complete speculation but that's why and I and and for me once again is when you complete the set, you then fall into a lower, uh, a more rare error, if you will. I actually discovered that myself
0: recently, which has caused me to appreciate collecting sets more. What? It's hard. It's hard to complete a set. You, you have the playoff set, which is 112 moments. I actually just completed that myself.
1: That's a monster of a set, dude. <laughs> so another thing, and once again, it is to come back to then the old investment world. When you think about a set, I mean, talk about diversification, like and, you know, as you you probably were finding out, which probably drove you to completing the, the playoff set, is there's so much utility that comes out because it is a large set and there's so many different players specifically in it. It's like, why not own it? And besides the fact they then further incent it with a nice little collector score boost. And it's, once again, it, it just then, if you're going to hold a set and you're going to hold then diverse moments here, collecting sets is a, it's a fantastic way way to go and and you do get nice little collector score boosts and then the when you're doing all these flash challenges it just always seems to be easier to to complete them because you have so many moments across so many different you know sets and i don't have that many i think i have 10 12 sets That's good about yeah yeah nice
0: man you got the archive set which is is a cool set i
1: had that and then i and i sold it and then So the neat, the interesting thing for me with the archive set, as well as the fresh uh, threads set, is I was given packs as a result of other moments that I had. So I had at the time, I think it was four uh, run it back, uh, Michael Carter Williams Sixers run it back uh, moments. And so when the archive set came out, and that was a weird whole situation it was like hey we, we think we're going to do something to screw you guys over that have these moments here's some packs and then they announced nope your bottleneck is still safe for another like five years i'm like thanks for the packs <laughs> so i was already like halfway i went not halfway there but i already had a bunch of the the moments in the in the set so once you have a like you're halfway there for me it's just finish the race yeah
0: yeah, I agree. I, it's funny that you mentioned the Michael Carter Williams. So I was going to throw a, a little joke at you and just say, wow, I guess you're a really big Michael Carter Williams fans. Cause I count, I counted four of those bad boys in your collection.
1: So I had, Oh, you want to hear a funny story on that? So I think I had five and then it was uh, preparing for the Allen Iverson, uh, run it back rookie day, uh, debut, uh, top shot debut, uh, moment. I was like, uh, I don't feel like putting a little more money into, into, into the dapper. Let me sell it. And so I just got my, my old man and my brother into Top Shot. So I listed it and I listed it, I don't know, like $75 below low ask or something. And I get a notification that it's sold and I'm like, Oh sweet. Somebody, somebody bought it. And then I get a text from my dad. Hey, I just bought my second Micro Carter Williams moment. I'm like, no way. I'm like son of a bitch, old man. I'm like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, you bought my, you bought my moment. And I was like, I just would have gifted it to you if you if you wanted it, if you wanted another one. So, so my dad has two. My brother has one. So between us, I think we have what uh, seven of them. Wow. And so the, this is the the just not to travel too far down the rabbit hole. But the Michael Carter Williams moment is the start for me. Is the the biological start of the process. So, you know, that was Sam Hankey's, you know, first, you know, essentially his first draft pick, even though I, I forget, I think he picked New Orleans Noel first and then traded the pick or whatnot. But essentially, Michael Carter Williams was the start, that first pick that he had. And for me, if the process, meaning Embiid, because he's essentially now the, well, he is the process. So anybody that tells me that the process is dead, I'm like, Joel Embiid is literally the process. So as long as he is playing, the process is still alive. And I'm telling you, if they win a championship and they trace then everything back to then the start of the process, that Michael Carter Williams moment is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a must-own for Sixers fans.
0: Oh, that is getting really granular, man. I didn't... uh... I wonder if my Kelly Ollinic has any sort of <laughs> roots like that, but that that's cool. That gives it a little bit of extra element and it's always going to be necessary for
1: the complete team set. So, yeah. for your S1 team set, you'll you'll need it. They, look, they'll break that bottleneck at, at some point in time to bring more, you know, full set holders and I'm prepared for it and that's fine. But to your point is if you want to have the S1 set, you'll need you'll need that moment, meaning you'll have to swim upstream and I'll be there for it.
0: I've tried to, ever since the, we're going to do the archives and we're going to break the bottlenecks. Okay, actually, we're not going to break the bottlenecks. I've tried to look at the team sets by series now. Like right now, I have the whole Celtics team set. But at some point, I fully expect a Larry Bird legendary or some fucking thing like that to break it all up. So whatever. But rather than getting upset about that and bent because I'm so anxious that I got to hold on to the team set, I'm just going to focus. Listen, I got S1, I got S2. Those are done. Hopefully S3 is the same way and I'll keep it going, but at some point it's going to be broken. I,
1: I, I look, I feel the exact same way at some point they're going to throw a hand grenade in there. They're going to make some moment. That's going to be likely to be pretty unattainable, but you're going to have to, to dig deep or, or reach, you know, for it. And, and look, I think we'll all make those decisions when they come. And to be honest, we'll probably all be surprised with the decisions that we make because look, we, there's a few constants, and we love, we love Top Shot. Like, I I hope Top Shot knows how much we love Top Shot. We're we're here for it. And like, we'll see where it all goes. It's been a crazy journey so far, but you know, having fun doing it, meeting a ton of, of people, collectors, builders such as yourself that, you know, once again are supporting these efforts. So it just makes it actually tolerable when you're reading like typos and spelling errors on on moments and and stuff that you're like this should all be like this shouldn't be what we're like the state that we're in right now um silly errors that you just feel like are avoidable that just kind of sink the morale like is anybody like uh, awake at the the helm here but you know look the i think the technology is is fantastic i do firmly believe that it's the future of where everything is going to be going And as a, as a result, let's, let's fucking go. LFG, baby.
0: (laughs) Let me, let me have you answer this question. Are you a collector or are you
1: an investor? I'm a collector. And I, I have, I think I mentally have to be here. And it's, I don't want to get to a point where I'm trying to now, being an investor in this would take a lot of the fun out of it, specifically for me, to be perfectly honest. So like right now like uh, I'm trying to I'm truly trying to buy what I love or sets that I love and yes you know what I think some of the the stuff I, I truly hope will appreciate nicely in value and I can leave a nice little generational pot of top shop moments where they can keep sell do whatever the heck they want with it when I'm no longer on this you know wonderful planet but um, I am taking the the collector, approach which is i'm here for it you don't want your moments you do you want to sell them knock yourselves out i i'm not liquid enough to then buy all the stuff that i'd like to right now that i feel like is on sale i do think 10 years from now we probably look back at some of some of the prices right now on some of these moments that you're just like these are this is iconic shit right now like the vince carter last shot like for me i should probably by everyone i i specifically can because i think when we look back at a, at a moment that happens quite literally on it felt like the world was that was like the last piece of reality for me before everybody lost their whole sense of of sanity and it just so happened to be the first and last shot the only top shot moment for not only top shot moment the, the his last shot he's ever taken and they captured it and it was his rookie you know or his debut moment i think it's just it's powerful you know for for me and it tells the story of of humanity to a certain extent you know i think a lot of the bubble moments that then that then happen you see black lives matter on the on the court these are things like right now like you'll we might just kind of take for granted and decades from now like that was a wild fucking time in history And it's captured in these moments. It's not captured in a cardboard where you're like, oh, yeah, that was taken during the season in which, you know, the wheels came off of society's bus. It's like, no, you can you can like see it. It's like it's 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 there. So I think those are those are cool things. There's no fans
0: in a lot (laughs) of those moments.
1: So, yeah. And so you're you're like you, you watch the moment and kids, people, I have to assume, well, what the hell happened here? I'm like, yeah, we lived
0: through that. I got to agree with you, man. That moment is amazing. And the way you just said it also made me really realize how special it is. I mean, obviously, it's super cool because it's his last shot. He hugs Trey. Like, it's a, it's an awesome moment for one of the funnest players to watch of our generation. It just, that guy was, he's just amazing.
1: insanity. So, man, I don't know. Now, I'm, they're 500 bucks right now. Yeah. At which one thing, and that's the problem is, we, we want to talk about some some wild things that happen in our community we throw around money and figures 500 dollars is a lot of fucking money and to a like a, to a lot of people like that's a lot a lot of money like when, when you think about like the the average savings rate for 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 americans i think right now or total dollars in their their savings account for the median or me, average household is like three thousand dollars And we're out here just slinging around, you know, grand like ah, grand here, grand here on this this moment and stuff. It's like it's pretty wild. So this like don't get me wrong. And that's why, like, look, when people people ask how how low can can some of these moments go? I'm like, they can go lower. Like they can go a, a lot, a lot lower. And do I think they will? No. Let's talk about this for a minute. I actually get really happy. And don't please. I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. I get really happy when these pullbacks happen because this is my perspective. We all love dogs and, and dog rescues right now. It's like, I feel sometimes like when when, these, when the, these pullbacks happen, like these moments find their forever homes. Like they finally then fall into somebody that's been like, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for it to then get into my price range and they fall into their, their forever home. And for me, it's like every moment that then falls into their quote unquote forever home, the better. Now, look, I'm not naive to the fact that, unfortunately, a lot of times what happens in these pullbacks, they fall into another flipper's home that just has a little more liquidity than the rest of us, and they're just going to wait for the moments to then rise again, and then they're going to pump it and put it back right then to the situation that we're in right now. But at least I tell myself, as these things allow for then people that then are like really going to be like, this is this was my moment, and I got it. I got my grail. We all have them. We all have those moments that we're like, if it just comes a little bit further, we'll get it. It's like, well... Hopefully these are the times where you can actually pick them up because other times they will be unattainable at some point. At least that's the hope, right?
0: I would think so. If top shot is a success, the first of anything eventually becomes extremely scarce and valuable. It's the rule of collectibles. It just happens. And so you're betting on top shot being a success, uh, which I'm still betting on. I love that perspective uh, regarding talking about the amount of money that gets thrown around. I don't think that gets talked about enough. Like you're on Twitter where people are spending a hundred thousand dollars on a JPEG, you know, and obviously we know it's more than that, but still there's serious, insane money that's thrown around. You're interacting and frolicking with millionaires, (laughs) like people who are either made millionaires or are millionaires, but a lot of people with money. So real quick, the point I was gonna get to is, interacting with a lot of the community over this new Ballers NFT, that are people are trading now for these big top shot moments. I'm getting so many DMS of people genuinely excited to finally get these moments that they never thought they would get. And here's this little ballers NFT that is getting them there. And the enthusiasm they're like, I'd never be able to buy a a $6,000 LeBron Kobe tribute. And I just traded this guy for it. It's amazing.
1: No. And you really hit the nail on the head for what I actually expected to happen as a result of all of this is if these ballers, really do take off because of the strong tie to top shot although it felt like a lot of money was in leaving the top shot ecosystem to purchase them i think that money comes flying back tenfold if they if they do take off there now full disclosure i didn't get in kicking myself it's a mess i'm i'm new to the nft space i don't know what i'm doing i i still have tough time making heads or tails of some of the the pixel art I, I i get it but it's I, i'm kicking myself for this one i, I the, when i see ravenous communities like you see on on twitter about these ballers i'm like yeah this one this one is likely to have legs because with, what we we know is when communities kind of galvanize themselves and they they take on a life of their own and they start building themselves on then these platforms, the sky's the fucking limit, man. Like, who knows where, where the, they're, they're all, they all can go. And you get a good group of builders that then can work together, harmonize, with some, couple that with some diamond hands, people that are just like, look, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm not, I'm not unloading these suckers. And poof, way they go.
0: Yeah. I, I, I said it before, and I'm going to stand by it. When that market opens, there are plenty of people who minted two, three, or four ballers. They're going to keep their one be happy at that one. And they're going to dump three and you're going to have people out there. You can have some whales. They're going to potentially most likely going to scoop up a lot of them, but you're going to get a lot more new people into the community. And once you spread that ownership out, you've seen it with some of the big projects, more builders come in, more creatives come in. And if the community is already thriving, man, it goes next level. But that money, I totally agree. Comes back into top shot, dude. People love it. I'm telling you, I, I DM with people a lot daily, every day. DMs coming me coming in. People want Top Shot. They just do. And so you know, it, it it's it's smaller accounts. It's a lot of people. Again, these are these are dream moments for them.
1: Yeah, it's- and it could just be that catalyst that takes us out of the the current Top Shot winner that it that it feels like we're we're in right now. And the more people that then, you know, took a shot on a spending a couple hundred dollars on on some ballers, but are then able to create that wealth effect because look, that it's a real thing when people then feel like they have more money, they're going to spend more money and that will then allow for them some of those moments that felt like they were previously unattainable, they might reach for them. And sure, they might even be overpaying for for some of them currently, but when you just made, you know, 15, 20, 30x on on an investment, what the hell does it matter?
0: What a crazy time to be alive! <laughs> what the fuck are we even doing? <laughs> I have at least <laughs> one moment every couple of days where I'm like, "What? What am I even doing? None of this even technically exists." I mean, I guess it does, but I don't know. It's fucking wild.
1: I ask myself that actually more more times than I should. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" But it's a, it's a crazy thing. I mean, crypto is it's it's a it's a beautiful thing kind of, you know, from from my perspective. It's it's an alternative asset class and it it allows for decentralization if you will, where, you know what, this is it's not going anywhere. And those that thought that it that it was, you know, you're you're just wrong at this point in time. Now, does it continue for another, you know, 5, 10, 15x from these current levels? I don't know. I honestly just don't know, but I can tell you what. It's not going. It's not going away. Not, will there be a superior chain that could come out that then doesn't then gouge you three hundred dollars for a, a six hundred, you know, three hundred dollars in gas for you know a six hundred dollar item, which apparently is just normalized now. It's like yeah, fifty eh, percent transaction fees, no big deal. Like I'm like, what? What are we doing? But hey, this is we want. We want these things. We want them immortalized on on these certain chains that then have these these costs and. I think we're all very much appreciative of the, of the flow chain right now for how they're able to do it without that type of gouging, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Famous story. CryptoKitties was Dapper's first big project. It broke Ethereum and they created a whole new blockchain to support it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in flow. I love a lot of different flow projects and I'm looking forward to seeing how flow continues to to grow and evolve. Going back to talking about your Top Shot collection, now I want to look forward a little bit with you and look at series three. And so we're a little bit into series three, but we really haven't seen too much. We got the base set, we got that common set, fresh Threads, kind of fun. That's actually going to bring me to my favorite segment of the show. And that's called the General Q from my man Coach. My man Coach is gonna throw something at us that's going to talk a little bit about the market. And series three.
1: Hey guys, with deck the hoops around the corner, how do you think this first legendary drop will affect the marketplace? So I, I'll take a stab at this one. Is as I kind of said, where I think kind of each set now is going to have to stand on its own merits, and what I think, what I mean by that is. The quality of the moments, the the quality of the video, the the historical nature of what is being shown and demonstrated here, I think is now going to start to carry the day where before it was, whether we knew it or not, it was, was, did we know that then somewhere in the back of our mind, we probably all knew that Top Shot was just going to keep making moments, making moments, but it's felt like we just didn't want to believe it In the early days, although I think they were very clear, you know, at a certain point in time They they literally just came out and like no, it's it's gonna happen But you know, I I think now it's you're gonna we're gonna have to take a deeper look at like Is this actually a legendary moment? Did something actually legendary happen? Or are we calling it legendary because they only minted 99 of them? Because I think we all can agree at this stage, there's a difference There's a difference from actual legendary moments and things that are just scarce. And I tell this to everybody that will listen, just because something is rare doesn't make it valuable. Yes, does that then provide in in the top shot land some type of floor for it that somebody will then be like, hey, I'll just buy it. There's not many of them. Um, It will always be more than a a 60,000 common, I guess you can say. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think it hurts the market any more than any other moment that they're going to continue to release is that when people find things that they want I think they're going to pony up for it because what's happening now in my opinion is people are taking a deeper look into their portfolios and by portfolios I mean their, their top shop collections and they're then seeing they're they're coming to that they're coming to that conclusion of is what i have going to stand the test of time and if the answer there is no like they're getting rid of them Like a lot of us are having that conversation with a lot of these like S2 rare or hollow moments. They're like, wait a second, is this really a legendary moment? Is this like truly a rare moment that I wanna have? Like nothing really rare, legendary happens in it. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the the sell-off and volatility is people are taking that deeper dive. They are thinking about it differently in that investor lens of like, oh shit, you know, I have to think about this differently because if it doesn't hold the test of time, it's the values are going to continue to fall for those certain moments. I like to say the cream is going to rise to the top and you're going to then see then that spread of the winners and losers come out more. To answer Coach's question, I don't know if these moments are going to be that cream or or the the, the junk. I hope that they continue to then pump out truly legendary stuff when they're calling it that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. When we saw the last kind of, when we dropped to our lows in July, and then the market started to come back up, not everything moved up, right? We saw debuts moved up because people really just kept hammering that throughout the community that debuts were valuable, and you could see it with the badge and stuff. Rookies, things like that. Those pumped. Not everything pumped, though. And I think you're right. I think the one problem that we have right now is if you're looking at dilution of moments and stuff, you know, money's just kind of getting spread out too. Like there's the user base probably isn't growing as fast as the supply. But I look back to February, Topshop broke because they didn't have supply for the sudden influx. So I I look at it a little bit and I'm curious what you think, a little bit of the chicken or the egg. You got to have the supply before you have the influx. I don't know what ratios they have, how much supply you need, but you can't not have enough supply if you get a major influx. You agree?
1: 100%. And and I think that's what they're trying to do is they saw the 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 damage and the reality is is that could have quite literally just completely destroyed the platform when you, when you think about the amount of people that just got absolutely thrashed in in that time and a lot of people are still licking their wounds and are still very very bitter as a result of it and so I think that they are trying to to necessarily to prevent that but the one thing I think we all can agree on is people in the top shot world aren't necessarily always the most rational like you'll see it with some of these flash challenges you're like wait it's a base set you know series 3 pack and you're paying like $30 for a moment that's going to drop back to 10 like what the like, like you you see some some strange things happen that people just they behave you know strangely and top shot can't control that and nor do I, would I want them to like I don't want a warning to pop up I'm like yo idiot this is this is a bad financial choice like as soon as this utility evaporates like you're going to get hammered and the reason is is people love a gamble and you don't know what's going to be in that pack it could be the you know the 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 perfect mint of a blank moment, and therefore, yeah, you know it, it made sense to, to reach for it. And I guess as as Top Shop people, we love serial lotteries, we love a, a good old fashioned pack rip, um, and people will will chase those things. And that's up to those individuals. I got into it with not really into it, but I got into somebody with uh, on Twitter, you know, talking about the concept of Top Shop being a a free market, and you know, the guy called me a fucking idiot. And let me be clear here, when I say like Top Shot's a free market, I'm not saying that they don't control the, the supply. Hell, they can manipulate the supply, they can stimulate the demand, they can add and subtract utility, which right now is it's undefined, you know, overall utility. When I say free market, I mean, we are free to buy and sell our moments at literally any price we want in the range of $1 to a $1 million. We are free to buy packs at stated price. Nobody's forcing you specifically to. So like, look, at some point in time, we all have to have accountability for our actions and be like, yeah, that was a boneheaded move here. We're buying things and if you're just buying something with the hope that more people come in at a later point in time and like, hey, that's really cool. That's gonna be worth something. You might just be really disappointed if that doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in the timeline that you thought it was going to. So, you know, that saying that Top Shot loves to throw around, like, collect what you love? Like, the reason why they say that is because if you just buy stuff that you like, if it sinks, like, you're just not going to be so hurt about it. In that same vein, they then tell you, but if you want all the perks and all the other stuff, you just got to collect a bunch of shit sometimes to get your collector score higher, and you got to stack <laughs> moments and blah, blah, blah. So, look, you have to take everything that they say with a, a grain of salt, but that's why that message is out there. Collect what you fucking love, and you're not going to be so hurt sometimes when your your moments drop in value.
0: Yeah, it, it's you know When you look at some of the really high dollar, tantalizing moments, I, I think that's just at your choice. If you're going to make a bet, and I use that term all the time, if you're going to bet on this, I'm going to bet that collector score is going to be more valuable. I'm going to bet on this LeBron tribute going is going to be the most desired LeBron. And it'll be worth more. Then you have to, in some sense, own that bet. Um, it is. I guess it's tough if you buy it. I always look at the one thing that I got to get. I try. I I'm good about it now. But sometimes I will look at it and say, "Shit, if I see, <laughs> if I waited a week and bought it, then I would have been able to buy that as well." But you know, shit, I made the decision so.
1: Hindsight's always twenty twenty, my man. We That's, all know that.
0: It's very true. Once again, if
1: my crystal ball worked, you think I'd be having this conversation with you? <laughs> I'd be on my fucking yacht, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on, man. You know, Dave, I, I'd be talking. I'd be talking to you. You're the fucking best. <laughs>
0: uh, I also, dude, just take me out on your yacht a couple times, man. You're fantastic. Sip some guys, champagne, guys and I don't have a yacht. Watch some basketball videos. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. I think a lot of people are learning about markets for the first time too. And that's hard. Markets are tough. They're brutal. They're mean. They don't care about you. They're just tough. And we could point to a lot of little factors as to why this is happening. And yes, Top Shot has opportunities for sure. They're, they've gotten better with their comms. They know they need to improve on their comms. The, the community certainly let them know that. And there's other things that they need to improve. Collector score is not perfect. Um, other things aren't perfect.
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well. Part of, and I, part of why I love these pullbacks sometimes is my hope is that those that are truly getting burnt are the flippers and they leave and they stop. And once again, is then we, the the less people that are then trying to then purchase things and extract value from the rest of us. That are then truly trying to correct collect because that is exactly what is happening as somebody then then purchases something which strictly the intention to sell it for a higher price they're just extracting value not from top shot from the rest of us that are then like hey this is really cool shit. you know and that the more the less of them that are in here because they get screwed and financially torched the, the the rest the best the the better the rest of us are going to be for then just collecting stuff the values will hold better so once again, call me a hopeless optimist, but if I'm looking at this glass half full, that these downturns, hopefully, you know, the the, the true collectors put on the big boy pants, put on the seatbelt, buckle up, get through the storm, and the 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 flippers get torch and like I'll find other pastures. I'm out of the, the old Top Shot world. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm an eternal optimist. I my glass is still half full on this. It's wild. They're revolutionizing this space, man. Ah. Uh, and get excited, just, right? Get excited. <laughs> don't spend more than you're willing to just lose. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what else to say other than that. But try to have some fun. If every day is a miserable experience, then maybe it's it's just not it. It's just not for you. And and I certainly don't want that. My mental health doesn't want that. So I'm gonna ask you a fun question, man. Let's talk about something fun. Shoot. Roham Bucks. Roham prize awards whatever don't call it right back don't you dare oh jesus no we don't even say that around <laughs> Censored.
1: here <man>. <laughs> Censored.
0: <laughs> rohan bucks hits you tomorrow two two k shows
1: right up in your account what are you doing with it oh man so one of the moments i i i need is the lebron run it back and so hear me out on this one, and because initially I was really sad when I saw that moment, because I was like, "That's the same dunk that's in the Kobe tribute." But imagine this: is that Kobe's moment is that dunk too, and then it becomes a set of three just just badass moments. And so I need to I need to buy it just for no other reason than. Look, it's it's tart. St- it just tells the story of then that dunk. Like he did that dunk when Kobe was alive, and it, you know it's always been in his arsenal. And yet he brought it out then years down the line, a few what a few days after you know Kobe tragically passed. So that's that would be the first purchase, and I, I think that was like thirteen hundred right now or fourteen hundred. I forget. So I then still have a what six hundred left, and I probably then buy another uh, Vince Carter last shot spent money spent <laughs> done <laughs> boom boom and i'm broke <laughs> and, yeah and i still have this wonderful dilemma where it's like i want i i want nothing more than to stack moments to build collector score to then fee- so i can call myself a vip but i just can't bring myself to i don't know maybe i take this collect what you love shit to, too much to heart where like if they're truly going to start to reward then the the quote-unquote the the collector score, even though your collector score is just because you stacked some. Not everyone trust me on that. Don't this is not personal with anybody. But some are just getting there by collecting shit for for just score. It's like, well, then hell, I wanna I wanna be part of that group. I think like, don't I?
0: Dude, you you just nailed my number one conundrum. Why the fuck do I own fifty-seven Taco Fall S twos? And forty five <laughs> kembas and hundred and fifty playoff moments. Like why? Because that's the quickest, easiest, most cost effective way to build
1: collector score, which I'm making a bet will be more than just priority Q in the future. It's a bet though. It... You know what with two grand, you can get what twenty thousand collector oh, score. Yeah, easy. So it's like that would then put me what sixty five k, and I'm like now I'm like super close. So do I do I spend my my Rome Rohan bucks on? on that like no i and i just i already know I, I i won't i'll i'll buy a more rare and then kick myself that i'm still not a vip but that's that's life right now
0: that's the breaks man rohan bucks hits me i'm buying a couple bangers too i'm with you <laughs> that's, that's good, it baby. they're gone and it's gonna be gone in five minutes
1: what do you think <laughs> the marketplace does because they if they drop real money people just go out and just thrash it right and then inflate values and Oh, dude. Yeah. People, people will go nuts.
0: It'll inflate the values and then we'll see. They got to have
1: a tiered delivery. Don't they, if they do it like
0: my, so yeah, dude, that's what I've been saying. It tier it. And I think they know that. I think they really know. I I think they're smart enough to know how this is going to impact the market because if you drop it all at once, whatever it is, let's say it's that 5% of your net spend or, or whatever, 5% of what you spent. Boom. It's gone. Like people are gonna spend it, and then they're gonna have buyer's remorse, or they're gonna be left with nothing, and then they're gonna go, "All right, well, what now? What? Maybe I can flip this, and I'll go get that." And I think a lot of people have that too, is because there's a lot of things that people do want to collect, so they all of a sudden they buy it, and then a week later they're like, "Oh, I kind of want that."
1: So if they make it non-withdrawable, you buy it and then turn around and flip it real quick—is it then withdrawable?
0: Yeah. Like- it, in that in that sense, yeah. Yeah. So- there, there's been some people that have said. You know, they could, I think they'll know that. I think that'll be baked in, I th- right? They'll they'll have a percentage. They'll say, listen, we, we expect 15% of the people are going to do that. I think a lot of people are going to buy stuff, collect it, and hold it.
1: What do they do with the Dwayne Wade moment? I bought 50 some of them because I refuse. I absolutely, in my heart of heart, refuse to believe that that was just a dirty cash grab. I can't bring myself... To believe it, so like every once in a while, like when I when I look at my dapper, like I'll buy another one. I'll buy another one because it look if they don't do something with that, like what the fuck did we all just buy three? What was and then, it? What, what was it? I, I agree. Uh, so something's come. I'm telling you, something is coming, and it's not just gonna be a raffle ticket. Better not be. It better be a really cool fucking raffle then. But and I have fifty some tickets because I like like I said, I refuse to just let that that go my hope is they they ten dollar vouchers to some store to buy something fucking cool um because otherwise I, I don't know but anyway that was my little vent. i love
0: it though make a bet on it dude it, it kind of makes sense i mean maybe it goes nowhere we're forever left wondering what the hell that was <laughs> i don't know i i uh i've Going back to just kind of the a little bit of, of maybe the buyer's remorse or figuring out how you want to collect, I've definitely had moments where I bought a set or I completed a set. Like seeing stars. I've owned CN stars three times now. I like completed it and I'm like, all right, cool, I got the set. And then a little bit later I'm like, nah, man, I'd rather have a banger. So then I like sell it and then I like buy a banger. And then I'm like, later, I said, like, well man, no, I should have that set. No, finally incredible.
1: now. Once I complete a set, I don't I don't know if there's anything I could do. To break it so let me take that back i broke the 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 series one throwdown set because when they came out with i forget whatever that one uh challenge or uh showcase was that required one throwdown the prices for the like the bottom tier throwdown moments were just outrageous so i i sold a bunch and i lent a bunch out and and whatnot but that was the only time i i purchased a set completed it and then and then broke it so though if you can if you have the discipline to to break something that you then completed because once i complete it i'm just either going to a try to better it through then better serials and then sell some of those dupes off or it's just going in the vault my mentality has
0: changed um (laughs) now i can't it's i once i saw that even just give me a glimpse of some sort of utility and now it's like, all right. And now they got those badges up there. I gotta tell you, man, those little badges are pretty damn cool. I go to They're my cool. profile page. There's a badge. So I'm in. They're vaulting now. I've just, I've just been buying a lot of little shit too, like little uh, five dollar. I really like the flash challenges, and I like the challenge. Like I like all the challenges. So it's like an extra rush when I have all the moments.
1: Are you being rational about it? I found myself. I bought a, a Luke Kennard. Um, like for, for like 10 or 11 bucks. And then I, and he didn't make whatever, whatever that he needed to. And I was like, that was fucking dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause I had everything else and I didn't want to then not add that one and then have it go to like, you know, 13 or $14. Like I was trying to pinch a couple, couple bucks there and like, oh, I'm so smart. He's going to make it. And then whatever, but I didn't have him before. So now he's uh, another guy that I, that I have and I won't have to buy for the next one.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to, so what I've sold myself on with a lot of these 5 to $10 moments is if it wasn't in the playoff set, which is why I ended up completing the playoff set because it has such an array of stars, or array of players, role players and everything. I mean, I played DFS for years. A DFS will tell you that some point in the season, star players sit, people get hurt, role players get minutes. And and once role players start getting minutes and they're getting 30, 35 minutes on the floor is production and weird shit can happen. All of a sudden a guy's got 12 assists and he's never had more than three (laughs) in a game. Like, so I like the challenges are fun. I'm, I'm looking at five to $10, uh, debut moments because the debut badge at least has something to it. You know, maybe there's people in the future who want to collect all the debuts. I don't know. Uh, but there's going to be less and less every year. I know that. Yeah. But if it's a, like a role player that's potentially could get thirty minutes, sure, I'm a, <laughs> I, I bet just kind of buying them, and whether or not that amounts to anything, I don't know. Five, six, seven dollars here and there is not going to kill me. So,
1: yeah, the flash challenges are fantastic, and the fact that you then just get a get a pack, you get a rip it midweek without like waiting in queues and stuff which by the way, those cues are, like they, they drive me absolutely nuts. I feel like Top Shot is just abusing my time with them. We can put a man on the moon and we can't figure out a better cue system. So I don't, like we all spend enough time like talking and discussing and and, and doing Top Shot stuff to then make me sit there sometimes. And I know they have that, put your email in, they can send you the, the stuff, but maybe it's the paranoid in me. Like I'm gonna miss it and then I'll miss the drop. But damn, these cues suck. Let me ask you, dude. We did this for a little while and, and and then we
0: stopped. Why not reserve packs like we did before? You want to print to demand? Tell me how many packs I can buy. Let me reserve 20 packs and then I pay for it. And then next week you print and send out what was ordered.
1: Look, it makes it makes sense to me. The only thing I'm I can think of is they are trying to demonstrate engagement and Demonstrating that peep to the powers that be, and by that I mean their their investors and so on and so forth, that people are literally waiting in digital queues for hours. I think there's some power in that from a a sales and marketing, uh, and and you know the behind the scenes type stuff. That's the only thing that I can think of, because otherwise, like they are setting so many people's time on fire, uh, and it's it's, it's painful to me. It's, it's the reason why I, you know, didn't do the, um, the, the trade tickets, like to accumulate trade tickets. Like it's, it's T it was, it was tedious for me. I tried, I tried a bunch of times and maybe like, you know, I'm not very tech savvy. Like we had trouble getting me on, you know, before with headsets and, and whatnot. I don't have the fastest internet speed at home. And, and so I'm not able to buy two dollar moments every time they they pop on the market necessarily. Even though I think there's a bunch of them now after the last drop, but like that was painful and, and a huge time suck. So I said it's just not worth my time. Like I I have to protect my time. So
0: yeah, you and me both, brother. I wonder about what that packs, and you see this with different things. I mean, I think of like uh, I think sneaker heads could, could it could speak to this as far as. Creating that line and that that appearance of high demand and, and you wonder if to some extent people jumping into a queue and seeing a hundred thousand people in there, like, holy shit, that's a lot of demand
1: there. Is, so the psychology of all of this is it's real um, and it you're you're 100% right there. And with by not having people wait in line and see how many people are there that goes away. Um, and does that then give the perception that potentially it's less valuable? Yes, it, it probably would if you're not. That's not you're not seeing that because there's something there when you're like, holy shit! There's you know fifty thousand other people that are literally sitting in front of a computer, pressing buttons, waiting to rip packs. Like that's a powerful thing when you when you take that step back and you think about it. It's just a pain in my ass. That's that's all <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to
0: say. Dude, like, I totally agree. <laughs>
1: Like, let me see the number. I can be impressed. And like, can I go about my fucking like day and just auto buy? Like,
0: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't decide that my plan for trade tickets was going to be to slowly accumulate them over time because I didn't think that the first pack drop wasn't worth it. Cause I did. I just, I can't, man. I tried like you did. I sat there and I, I remember sniping for like a uh, half an hour and I got like five moments and then Thank I went you. to look to my email and four of them had failed. Oh. Uh. So I say, I'm out. I'm done.
1: Very very similar story. I totally agree. It's not about the value. Like I would take that gamble in a fucking heartbeat. It's the time to actually to do it. So like those that did, once again, I tip the cap. Like to the, these collectors that are out there, you know, hustling and sniping this shit. I tip the freaking cap. Like touche salesman. Like well played you know, congrats on getting there. Some people are doing it the old fashioned way, buying just more expensive moments. I tip the cap to them too, being like, fuck cost. I don't care. I'm going for it. Well done, sir. I'm trying to do it the the more cost effective way. Why? I don't know. It's like, it's not about the dollars. It's about the mentality of being like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to get them all at the floor, but (laughs) we'll see. That might change. I see a couple more of these, these S1 packs going and, it's like anything else. It's a numbers game. So you then see, like, look at this next one, and then you realize, hey, there's still blank numbers of, of LeBron, you know, debuts still floating out there. That that percentage increases? Oh, fuck me, man. Uh, I might just change that old tune a little bit.
0: Those, those 47 Taco Falls I'm sitting on, man, they're going to get turned in, I'll tell you that. <laughs> see you later, Taco. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Credit score or collector score? Adios. So I do keep that in my mind. I do think at some point, yeah,
1: if we see consistent two buck, two dollar mark moments in the market, I'm going to start scooping them. I'm going to start accumulating them too. Yeah, I did the one. I did the one time after the the fresh threads pack when everybody I completed the set early and why everybody else was still scooping scooping up deals on those. There was still a bunch of them. The two dollar moments. That I felt like a king of the castle. I was like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" And I scooped <laughs> up as many as I could. I think I got like twenty of them. I went around. I, just proud of me, like pranced around my house without my shirt on. I'm like, oh look at me, I'm the <laughs> best,
0: doing the Vince McMahon strut. That's, there. that's
1: right, $1 million dollar, million dollar strut, God-damn- Conor McGregor right. style. My wife's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't ask any. You Prim- Di- digital collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's wrong with me.
0: H- hanging out with a bunch of grown ass men in a chat room talking about digital collectibles, and I love, I love it. I love it. It's, it's some of my favorite stuff, man. This this is. Like this podcast for me is is a blast. Sitting down talking with people. You're doing I,
1: God's work, my man.
0: I learn something every time, man. I'm getting a free education. Everybody's got something good to offer. And it's just my job to extract it from them. But uh awesome conversation today, man. We talked on a lot of stuff that I think is really valuable. And what I would implore people to do is when you listen when you've listened to this and you're processing a lot of what we talked about. Don't take it so much to heart as just kind of look at it as an educational experience. And, and, you know, these are, again, these are opinions. And, and, and Joey is, is a professional and he works with people on financial stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to make the decision for yourself. Uh, and, and I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's, you don't want to see anybody lose money. You definitely don't want to see people upset or frustrated or down about what's going on. We want this to be collectively a fun community and for everybody to enjoy it and have fun. And and unfortunately we're learning a lot right now. And it's, listen, Top Shot is a revolutionary product. They are changing the game. It is a massive scope. So just take it for what it is. And I think we got a bounce pack coming soon, but I have, I got the same crystal ball you did, man. I I, I ordered it on Amazon, it came in and doesn't tell me shit.
1: Yeah, I'll echo your, your sentiment is, you know, invest what you can afford to lose in this. This is not a mature market. This is something that could, it could double overnight. It could get halved overnight. And that's a bit of a, of a stretch there, but I guess I'm just illustrating. This is a very volatile market. This is something that it, it's, it's new. It's a lot of fun, but you know, buckle up. As long as you're you're having fun and you're 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 playing with with funds that you can see and afford to fluctuate, like you'll have fun doing it. Otherwise, it will bring angst, it will bring anxiety, it will bring heartache, and the market will break you. You will make a poor financial decision. I can guarantee you that if you're not being smart with it. Be smart, have fun, buy a Diallo and you <laughs> <laughs> how
0: many how many Dialos do you own, man? And we're talking a quarter you have four of the throwdown challenge moment dialos right I,
1: I do and i had them all prior to to knowing you guys existed before we get out of here
0: what's your what's the favorite moment that you own what's your favorite moment is it lebron it is it's
1: not it's not even close that yeah. moment gives me gives me chills and i love the throwdown version of it and call me biased i'll never be able to afford the uh the the top and version but the fact that it's it's a dunk and it's the it's a tribute it's like it just feels that moment in that you know rapper if you will feels authentic and i just you know pardon my french i fucking love that moment <laughs> I love I'm it, a man. bit full disclosure i'm down like four grand from what i paid on it but i don't get gi- i don't give a flying fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it dude rock and roll man Joey, thanks so much, dude. This has been a lot of fun. I really, thanks really enjoyed it. I want to have you back. I'm going to have you back in the future, I hope. Not financial advice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't worry. I got my usual disclaimer, man. I'm Wait. saying it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I mean, it, it, listen, so folks, the ideas we shared today are just our opinions. It may not necessarily be the correct or best way to approach collecting Top Shot. Do your own research, form your own opinions, and don't just buy something because we talked about it or some random person on Twitter tweeted it. And with that said, I wish you good luck on the next pack drop, and I hope to see you all in the priority queue.